the social introvert brand new episode of the social introvert podcast i'm your host sid davis this is episode 389 you can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as soundcloud stitcher apple podcast google podcast and spotify if you want to follow me on social media you can do so by going to instagram and twitter and follow me at i sid davis the Instagram podcast page is at the Social Introvert Podcast, and Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? You need any advice? Could be about anything. Send those emails to the Social Introvert Podcast at gmail.com. So I was um, down in the dumps recently all week, man. It, it's just everything's fine. I was just really upset, and I don't even know why I got that upset. And it was pertaining to my school. You know, I haven't had any issues with the school at all up until this point. And I was told that there is an issue regarding your 2021, 2022 uh, financial aid, FAFSA, whatever. That's a little weird. I haven't been told that before. It hasn't been an issue until now for some odd reason. And then, of course, I get hit with this large lump sum I guess I'm supposed to pay which the 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 deadline is this Friday which does not make any sense whatsoever. So I'm like, okay, what happens beyond that? I didn't even ask the question. That's how bothered I was. I didn't even want to. I'm like, I'm wondering what they're going to do. Are they going to just drop me from the program? If you're going to do that, go ahead and do it. I I just don't care anymore cuz it's like, why is this an issue now? So I looked at it and I thought about it. I say, all right, cool. Maybe I'm overreacting. But at the same time, I feel like I'm not. I don't think I'm overreacting. Like, why are you hitting me up? And what made it worse is that is a whole communication barrier. Anytime I have like a question or an issue or something, it's like I can't even get through to them. But they're just is almost compared to the bill collector knocking at your door, calling you nonstop. Or like the landlord or something knocking at your door or something. They're hunting you down when they see you and, you know, they're, they're looking for payment. But it's like it. my financial aid covers that. So what is the issue? I'm doing everything that I can and not go through Sally Mae. That's the only thing. I'm not trying to go through Sally Mae. But apparently, I mean, everything's resolved I just, it it still frustrated me a little bit because it shouldn't have been an issue. It hadn't been an issue up until maybe two weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, what's, why is this happening? But if they were to drop me from the program, it would be okay. I wouldn't need them. I have all the tools that I need. I have all the knowledge from the last decade (laughs) up until this point. And I was finally able to sell, what, two beats on the day of graduation, so I'm like, what, do I really need y'all for the bachelor's program? Like, do, do I really need you? Is it okay for me to just drop y'all, leave y'all behind, and say, well, hey, it worked out, and it was fun while it lasted, but I guess this is where we part ways. You know what I'm saying? It, is this the case? Does this have to be the case? I'm only doing this because this is something that I, I really love to do. My heart beats for it, is, is beat for it since I was a damn toddler and to finally have things kind of working in my favor is pretty cool 
And my goal at one point was to have maybe like my bachelor's or my ma- actually my master's degree by age 35. I seem to be making a good track record of that. But when you run into issues like this, I try not to be the guy to ask, hey, what's going on, universe? What you doing? What's popping? At heart, I'm a trades guy. I'm a hands-on person. I've always favored the trades, the blue-collar work. And it just seemed like some of that wasn't panning out or not panning out, but I wanted to give something else a try. I guess I got bored with it. I said, let me see or let me step onto the other side and see what this degree shit is about. This is actually, yeah, this is after the criminal justice thing that did not work out. And I wanted to step in. Get, you know, get my hands dirty, blue collar work and seem to be going well. But I was like, you know, let me go back to the origin. Let me see if this is going to work. Let me try one more time. But instead, I'm going to pick something that I love from the bottom of my heart and see if this works. And it seemed to, it worked. It did. And I'm like, OK, cool. You know, I'm not so I'm not so annoyed by school as a kid growing up. Hated it hated it (laughs) and now i'm so enthusiastic about it i'm sitting there questioning myself asking damn why did why wasn't i this enthusiastic you know in in elementary and middle school like that i don't know but whatever let's move on from that everything is fine i'm cool uh man there's a lot going on a whole damn lot a whole lot so fife dog uh, the late great Fife Dog of A Tribe Called Quest has finally dropped his posthumous album Forever and I don't know how to feel about it I haven't pressed play I, I have not pressed play yet Is posthumous albums are tricky like DMX was a really tricky one I felt like they rushed the album uh, you know his untimely death it, And I can't really hold X to that. I'm pretty sure there was something special in that album, which is Exodus. If you have not listened to Exodus, it's available on all music streaming services. There's some cool cuts on the album, but it it felt very rushed. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure X would have not been happy about this because he was really amping this album up prior to, you know, what took place. Uh... And then Pop Smoke is another one that kind of upsets me because I felt like the the labels and everything, they just, they kind of hoard him out a little bit. Not to, not to make it sound disrespectful in a way, but it was like after he died, it was, he was just everywhere. And I'm like, okay, why didn't y'all give this love to Pop Smoke when we were telling y'all about the whole meet the woo shit and meet the woo part two. And like you, now you want to push him after his death like it it was annoying same thing with nipsey because there's a posthumous album from nipsey coming don't know how to feel about that matter of fact there are maybe two or three posthumous nipsey hustle albums in the works I, i i'm a little indifferent about it don't know how to feel and the reason why going back to fife dog i'm a little bothered a little not bothered but it's like uh, is this album gonna be really good is because of the features it's a feature heavy album i don't think it has to be 
I remember Q-Tip saying that there was enough material for a full solo Five Dog album with just him alone. I would have been fine with that. Maybe you got a couple hooks here and there from maybe Busta Rhymes will show up and do a hook. Maybe Q-Tip will show up and do a hook. Maybe uh, Angela Winbush, who's been a uh, longtime collaborator of Tribe, and you know, Angela Winbush was also on the Life that Life After Death album with Biggie. She could have been on the hook as well of one of these songs, and even Dwele, uh, R&B singer, neo soul R&B singer. But it's a whole bunch of folks on here. You have a Rap City, you have Busta Rhymes, Red Man, V Rich. Q-Tip, of course, De La Soul, yeah, Maceo from De La Soul, shout out to Maceo, Lyric Jones, Duele, Cheryl Boyce Taylor, uh, Illa J, J Dilla's brother, um, and Little Brother, and Dar- Darren, let me see, is that Darren, yeah, Darian Brockington from The Foreign Exchange is on here, so it's a feature-heavy album, like I said, Maybe I should just chill out, calm down, and <laughs> wait to press play. But yeah, I have not listened to this album. But I was going to come in here and talk about it this week, but I'm not going to do that. I want to set aside maybe an episode. Just, you know, a short, concise, quick episode on a five dog review of this album because I've been waiting for it. It's been two years and actually more than that. I say almost four years uh, since they announced it. So uh, we'll see how it is. And I'll give you my full honest review on the five dog project. So let me see what else we got going on here. Uh, Who else? Oh yeah. The cool kids. The Cool Kids have an album out called Before Shit Got Weird. Have not pressed play on it yet. Have not listened to it. There's also, and right after Before Shit Got Weird dropped, they turned right the hell around and dropped, I guess, the second and third installment. So basically what the Cool Kids just did was drop a triple album. So Before Shit Got Weird, and then... We have Baby Oil Staircase and in the third installment, which is called The Chill Out. So what they did with this, with Baby Oil Staircase and The Chill Out, it's one full album. It's 24 tracks. The Cool Kids basically pulled a speaker box in Love Below type of thing. I think it's pretty cool. So what we have with Baby Oil Staircase is Sir Michael Rocks' album. And then we have The Chill Out, which is Chuck English's album. I think it's fucking awesome. And I have not pressed play, so I'm hyped. I say, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I really like the cool kids, but I'm going to (laughs) chill. And, uh, man, I I can't wait till this weekend. I'm free this weekend. I have nothing going on. So I'm going to just be sitting back, vibing um, at home, watching a lot of anime comic book shit and movies and whatever and bumping music or whatever i don't know and working on bynk shit and speaking of other artists dropping projects jazz cartier has a new project out called the floor print volume two 
and <laughs> I'm not too fond of volume one. I, tr I tried so hard to like it because it was the follow up to Forever. And Forever, I've talked about it numerous occasions on this podcast. Me and Cole Jackson have talked about it on numerous occasions when he, whenever he was a guest on this show. And we, we just always go into this discussion about how dope the album is. But Jazz Cartier dropped a second volume of the floor print, and it is so much better than volume one. And I'm trying to figure out why in the hell did he not do this on volume one? <laughs> why? But, you know, I'm not going to hold it over his head. I like Jazz Cartier. I think he's a very talented artist. And uh, we'll see what he has coming next. Anyway, let's let's get into some music, man. So there is an album that dropped from an indie artist by the name of Dillio. D-I-L-L-I-O. I just ran into him like literally days ago. I'm on YouTube and I go down this rabbit hole and it was a live stream of somebody who was just I guess making trap R&B beat or whatever. He's a very talented producer and and singer and rapper. And he's just sitting there interacting with the people that were viewing his live stream and he says, "I have a new album out called Mess. I want y'all to check it out. Mess is my brand new album. Go stream it on Bandcamp is available on all music streaming platforms." And he actually did a listening party live stream on YouTube. And I, I watched the, the live stream. Great album. I really like it. It's long as hell. I think it's like 22 tracks. But it's a really good album. He's definitely going to be like in my target list of artists I want to talk to on this podcast in the near future. So be on the lookout. Can't wait to talk to him. I really enjoyed this album. Real quick. One of my favorite songs off of this project is called Sweet Girl. Check it out. The Social Introvert.
Once again, that Sweet Girl by Dilio off of his brand new album, Mess. It's available on all music streaming platforms. It is also available on his Bandcamp page. Uh, I know a lot of people like to gravitate towards the Spotify and, and title. And listen, I'm probably one of the top people who will praise the hell out of title and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I also really love Bandcamp.com. And I wish Bandcamp, well, they do have an app, but it doesn't, the, the interface for Bandcamp doesn't operate the way your Spotify and Tidal and Apple Music, excuse me, would operate. And that's what I wish Bandcamp would do. But regardless, I still love it. And it's where I found a lot of artists like Stanley Ipkiss. I found him on Bandcamp just messing around. Um, Michael Christmas was another artist that I found on there. There's quite a few artists that I found on Bandcamp. And I wish they're they're doing pretty good for themselves. They're not struggling. So don't (laughs) make no mistake. That site is that company is far from struggling. So shout out to Bandcamp. I just wish. They had more of something going like a title or Spotify. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. Let's see what we got here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pusha T has an album dropping soon. It's is a there's a bunch of names flying around. One is it's almost dry. Cocaine reference. Then the other one apparently might be called It's Not Dry Yet. Pusha T has confirmed that that is not the album titles. Neither of those are the album titles. And the album is set to drop April 8th. And I can't wait. You can sit here and say, wow, you're going to sit here and listen to a Pusha T album? All he does is talk about coke. I was like, yeah, I can't wait. If Pusha T is not making Dapper Dan references, talking about cocaine, or even trying to talk about like life struggles and then trying to make a relation towards that with cocaine references. I'm not listening to the album. He is not one of them regular rappers. Pusha T is different. I've been saying this for the longest time. That man is different. It's the same thing with Kendrick Lamar. I don't want to hear Kendrick Lamar do this uh, trippy red type of shit or little Uzi Vert. I want to hear him talk about God, drugs, uh, philosophical introspection type shit. If I feel like he's going out of his way to do something just to appeal to the masses and shit like that, I'm not with it. Can't get with it. Same thing like Brother Ali. If I ever catch Brother Ali sit here and rap on some damn trap beats, I'm going to be livid. I'm a, I will snap. <laughs> Because that makes no goddamn sense. But whatever. Uh, that's not to diss Trippy or Lil Uzi. They have their sound. Kendrick, Brother Ali, and Pusha T. They have their sound. And I'm, I like it how it is. Don't do do don't do what Lupe Fiasco did in Lasers. Just don't do that. Okay? Anyway, let's move on. Pusha T also found some time to drop a diss track, surprisingly. But it's not your ordinary diss track. This is an article on HotNewHipHop.com. Pusha T rides out for Arby's and new McDonald's diss track. I'm just going to let you hear it. And uh, you I, you be the judge. 
I thought the beat was hard as hell. <laughs> Check it out. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Vallejo fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese. Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left. The sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less. This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think I'd fail? Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, our fish is gonna tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled Arby's. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like I said, the beat was hard. I mean, it is hard. The beat is, is dope. But anyway, let's let's continue. Pusha T strikes fear in his opponents. He might not be the most commercially viable artist, but we've seen the impact he can have when he steps to the mic with a target in mind. Drake was torn apart when Push dropped the story I added on, which revealed that the Canadian rapper quietly became a father. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was clever. I like that. The latest commercial giant to face an attack from Pusha T is McDonald's. Years ago, Pusha T quietly pinned the iconic I Love It jingle without securing the publishing rights. A business move that he regrets to this day. However, he's returned to <laughs> returned to the get back. On Monday, Arby's unveiled their latest commercial, including some new bars from Push. The rapper comes out swinging on McDonald's as he puts the filet fish to shame. I'm the reason the world love it. Now I gotta crush it. filet fish is shit, and you should be disgusted. He raps a slice of cheese. Mickey D's on a budget. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this shit is silly, bro. Uh, anyway, Push explained his recent move to diss McDonald's <clears throat> to Rolling Stone. He says, I am solely responsible that I'm loving it swag and the jingle of that company. He said, that's just real. I'm the reason. Now I got to crush it. I did it at a very young age, at a very young time in my career where I wasn't asking for as much money and ownership. He continued, it's something that's always dug at me later in life. Like, damn it. I was a part of this and I should have more stake. It was like half a million or a million dollars for me and my brother. But that's peanuts for as long as that's been running. I had to get the energy off me, and this ad was the perfect way to get the energy. Like, you know what? I'm over it. The new diss track is a part of Arby's latest new campaign for their fish sandwich. So, years ago, me and my brother did an episode together. Shout out to James Third. He's in D.C. He's living on his own, and he's 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 doing some things. Shout out to James Third. Uh, hopefully we can get together and do an episode in the near future. We just schedules. Anyway, years ago we did an episode titled uh, what? What was it titled? I can't even remember the number. But the artwork alone had Wendy, the the redhead Wendy girl uh, from the fast food restaurant Wendy's, rapping at the mic. 
saying you got beef or something that to that degree. So years ago, I think it was in 2017. No, 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 no. It was somewhere around the top of 2018, maybe the spring, somewhere around there. Wendy's was running rampant on Twitter, just dissing almost every damn fast food franchise you could think of. People would tweet at Wendy's and Wendy's would have something very smart and slick to say. Even if the person wasn't even dissing them, they would say something smart just to troll Wendy's and Wendy's would say something disrespectful back to them. But Wendy's, one of the dopest marketing schemes I've seen in a while, went out of their way to create a, let me see, let me pull it up, a five track EP called We Beefing. And I'm not going to joke around here when I say, yo, it was a pretty dope EP. I'm like, who the fuck was producing this shit? Who's the girl rapping? The girl is supposed to be Wendy's and she's dissing mainly Burger King and McDonald's and stuff like that. But I thought it was such a clever marketing scheme. It was so dope. Uh, but Arby's. Who the fuck is going to Arby's? <laughs> I went a couple of times for their cookies and shit and like their treats, but I'm like, I, don't, I ain't going over there to get no damn Reuben sandwich for no fucking Arby's. And I think it was another one. I I, I think uh, it was another sandwich Arby's had one time that I got it, and it wasn't that bad, but I go to, when I go to Arby's, I got to really be like out of it. I got to be tired of a Taco Bell, which I don't really go to. I can't even remember the last time I ate at McDonald's, let alone Burger King. I really have to be out of it. Like, I can't eat anywhere else because I'm bored with the places. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Arby's and I'm going to get me a Reuben sandwich, damn it, with some fries, some curly fries. I like the fries. I ain't going to front. I do like the fries. But folks ain't going to no damn Arby's like that. Like, and it's cool that Pusha T did this. This is dope. He's capitalizing off of his 40% stake at Arby's. I think that's clever. But I mean, ain't nobody going to no damn Arby's. Anyway, I say that to say Wendy's still has the best marketing scheme because had it not been for Wendy's, I don't even think Pusha T would have did this. Maybe. Who knows? But if you've never heard of this, it's on Spotify at Wendy's type in at Wendy's the five track EP will pull up um, they have their own Spotify profile with 4,547 monthly listeners so niggas is still bumping this in the whip <laughs> anyway uh, let's move on from that I can't wait for the new Pusha album um, the I Lo- I'm loving it jingle from McDonald's is pretty much iconic due to Pusha T. If you go listen to Justin Timberlake's Justified album, his debut album, I believe it's the last song. Pusha T has a writing credit on the song I'm Loving It. And that's where the jingle derives from. And they applied it to McDonald's. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if Justin Timberlake is seeing some residuals from it. Maybe not. Uh, But I know Pusha T kind of regrets it because he's not really seeing much. He's it's it's he's not getting much off of that at all so anyway i i think it's just dope overall how it came to be and the origins of i'm loving it the mcdonald's jingle 
let's move on to something else. This was one that kind of bothered me a little bit. Not even a little bit. It bothered me a lot because uh, I want to say before I get into this. No, fuck it. I, I can say it afterwards. I don't know. Molly Curum Rose. Uh, we're not Rose anymore because her and uh, Jalen Rose are divorced. So whatever. Molly Curum slams Deshaun Watson's guaranteed contract as a slap in the face to all women. I want to look for the audio. Oh, here is the audio. Oh my gosh, I spoke too goddamn soon. Let's go. Y'all voices are incredibly, incredibly profound as it pertains to what punishment should come down the pike. I really, really feel that way. And so when I'm thinking about the National Football League, right, here's my issue. Here's my question to y'all. At some point in time, again, what do you think should happen? Because we're talking business ethics and we talk about the NFL lacking it. But we're also talking about a female audience out there yeah. that is that is profound. They're incredibly potent. You can affect the bottom line. And so if you if, if the NFL is sitting back and they're saying the legal system has made its decision, as a result, we can't prohibit him from playing in this league in our estimation. Well, what do you do about that? To no, me, to, no, come with a definitive to, answer. To me, it's still premature. Because we don't, okay. there's 22 lawsuits, there's 22 civil suits. I don't know whether he's won or lost. That's why I think it's premature by the Cleveland Browns to give this man the most guaranteed money ever, $230 okay, million. Fair so we don't have those answers. So let me just say that. Okay. So first of all, I already, th- I already think the rule is egregious in okay. terms of six games mm-hmm. for abusing children, women, sexual assault, domestic violence. All right? That rule needs to be changed. That's a minimum of one season. So uh, Deshaun Watson, if all these 22 women lied on him and he wins every every civil case right all 22 of them go for it break Mm -hmm. the bank but that's not where we are right now and we need more information we need more information also from the browns on how they got here how the nfl got here to make this decision to answer your question right stephen a as far and i understand it's a direct question i just wanted to make those points but as far as uh, deshaun watson in terms of punishment if he's losing these cases he should not be playing this entire season Maybe two seasons. Okay, but no. And that's, what, that's why they gave him. That's hold, why he only loses a million dollars, Stephen A., because they know punishment might come down. A million dollars when you're about to get 220 No, 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 no. That's a slap in the face to all women everywhere. I just need to say, if he is guilty, Stephen A., right, mm-hmm. if, if he loses these cases, he's going to lose. They, they protected him, so he gets all his money. To cut her off, because she's way too annoying. I just want to say that as black men... We are public enemy number one. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, man, they always mess with the black man and blah, 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 and shit like that. The reason why I'm saying that is where was all this energy for Chad Wheeler, who is a white man, a football player, I believe. Who who did Chad Wheeler play for? Uh, I can't remember. Did, did Chad Wheeler play for, like, the freaking Seahawks or something like that? And the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. I know he played for the Seahawks. Where was all this energy for Chad Wheeler? And you're probably like, wait, wait, who's Chad Wheeler? If you don't remember who Chad Wheeler is, uh, this is a man who got into it with his girlfriend and who basically ended up facing three charges. There's a domestic violence case. I, I believe it happened back in January. Um, was it January uh, 2021? Anyway, can't remember. But 
he refuses to plead guilty for first degree domestic violence assault and domestic violence unlawful imprisonment and resisting arrest so he tried to tussle with the police he tried to tussle with police what he did was basically beat the hell out of his girlfriend to like an inch of her life after that he goes to sit down and make himself a sandwich only to find out that the woman was still alive and breathing black woman but yet there's so much energy so much energy for deshaun watson and i just want to say the court of public opinion will always be wrong same thing with the chris brown situation but we can get into that for another day that's that's actually i don't even think i need to get into the chris brown situation we know what that is people are quiet very quiet about it but listen if a texas grand jury a grand jury this past friday declined to indict deshaun watson and criminally charge him after being accused of sexual harassment and assault by like 22 women if all 22 cases were just thrown out he's innocent by criminal court the jury they dubbed him innocent and he's free to go you can simply call this a dub for a dub yeah dub for i'm writing it down writing it the fuck down now a dub for a dub that's the name of this episode anyway he's innocent let it go the cleveland browns got him i'm happy for him and i'm sick and tired of this shit is always like it, there's always like this attack on black athletes like there's so many that i can name i can go to kyrie irvin for instance with the whole covid situation that was they would not shut the hell up about that like god damn that was annoying as hell and yeah kyrie irvin he could have chilled out and kind of you know stayed to himself about it but still there's so many other ones man that i could just go into but we'll focus on deshaun watson this man was proven innocent if and this isn't molly kiram's first rodeo either like the whole situation with lavar ball i bet y'all forgot about that shit too the whole lavar ball situation and uh, she tried to villainize him on national television and it was just i'm like come on fam and I remember, we not going to forget, like, y'all were trying to villainize LeVar Ball as this horrible father. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. The way that y'all just villainized the fuck out of him in the media was just ridiculous. But this is not her first rodeo. LeVar Ball and Deshaun Watson aren't her first two people that she's gone after. There's several of others. So I can go into it if you want to, but this is not the time and place for it. I got to move on to different fucking topics. I'm just saying that Molly Kiram is one of those feminists, those, well, feminists, it's fine to be a feminist, not this third wave feminist bullshit. Are we in the third or fourth wave of feminism? I don't know. But this extreme uh, feminazi shit that uh, y'all are on, some of y'all dye your hair blue and purple and y'all look like fucking nutcases, but whatever. Uh, Molly's probably like one of the more normal ones, but she still operates off of the the weird strange uh dicks mocking a third fourth wave, whatever fucking wave of feminism that we're in she operates under that but whatever let's move on she's a misandrist get her the fuck off of espn i don't like her get her off what does she add to what the hell does she add to espn can someone answer that for me 
Probably not. I don't know. Let's move on to some new music. So, there is a artist by the name of Asar. It's spelled A-U-S-A-R. Go on YouTube and subscribe to him immediately because I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. This guy's good. (laughs) And he has little to no subscribership according to YouTube standards. He's around the 600 mark 650 something subscribers on YouTube and it's not a whole lot when it when I say when it comes to YouTube standards but I subscribe to him and I think if anyone takes the time to go on YouTube to subscribe to this guy do so immediately man because this guy is dope uh, he has a brand new single out right now called Love Is check it out The Social Introvert don't think I have a body getting hurt I would give all that I have to make sure That we, we all on one accord That you secure If the guy's still working on the fives and what it's for I've been blessed beyond the measure We don't settle scores Keep propelling forward If I struck a chord I would let you pluck the strings of my Heart until it bleeds Once heard that God was love I got a heart for hearts I'm wrapped around your finger Till death do we depart You don't know what love is You don't know what love is Till you lose it My door is always open And I would give it all I ain't scared to prove it Cause I feel away Away about you I can't let you go a day without you, that just hurts my soul Cause I feel away Away about you, I can't let you go A day without you, that just hurts my soul I know that home is where the heart is I've had to pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let I know that home is where the heart is I've had to pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let it show I know that home is where the heart is I've had to pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let it show I know that home is where the heart is I've had to pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let it show Once upon a time I gave my all To the snakes, to the birds, to the fakes For till I was empty they let me fall Watch me break but I have what it takes to fill my cup once again that's love is by asar again it's spelled a-u-s-a-r i can't help it i get excited when i discover new artists and the music is so damn good i have to stop what i'm doing and subscribe to youtube or something if they're on youtube or if i happen to find them while i'm on title and spotify is is just so dope to me uh he has more music on all music streaming platforms so Go check him out if you like. I think he's dope. 
So moving on to the next topic, Kanye West and D.L. Hughley and Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has inserted himself into the beef of D.L. Hughley and Kanye West. I guess it's a beef. I don't know. Um, Kanye West wants to pull up on D.L. Hughley and (laughs) Steve Harvey inserted himself by saying, hey, Back in my day, this, that, and the third, and D.L. Hughley would beat the brakes off of you. You don't want none. And it's like, fam, you could be from any era. If if you know how to fight, you know how to fight. You could be from any era and not know how to fight. I don't Y'all could say you old school, whatever. If you don't know how to fight, you're going to get your ass whooped. So please knock that shit off. I hate when people do that. Well, you know, we we used to do it different. We old school back in my day. Oh, you don't want none. Oh, I'm from I'm from such and such. Like they always got to call out from a place where they from. I'm like, "Nigga, I don't care if you were Thor from Asgard. I will beat your ass. I don't care." <laughs> I hate that shit. Like niggas always do that. I'm from here. You don't want none. Like, "Nigga, Okay, are you Bruce Banner? Are you Thor? Are who are are, are you an Avenger? If not, you gonna get your ass whooped. I don't care. You gonna get hands put on you, regardless of what happens. Hands will be put on you. And I've seen Steve Harvey everywhere as of late, and I'm getting tired of it. Like, why is he? He's just everywhere. And women seem to really like his advice. Like, I think back on his talk show about. Just the dumbest fucking illogical advice I've ever heard. And I've never been married. And it just, the, the fucking advice never makes sense to me. And it's, he, he caters and kisses up to women. It's just the weirdest shit ever. I don't get it. I don't care. Whatever. But I saw him on Earn Your Leisure. He had an interview with Earn Your Leisure. It's a podcast. And that was probably the one episode I skipped because I'm not going to sit and listen to a damn C. Harvey interview. Can't do it. But yes, he inserted himself into the D.O. Hughley and Kanye West beef. Another person seemed to insert themselves into the beef as well. This was a bit strange and hilarious all at the same time. I, I don't get it. So music artist Theophilus London um indie music well I, I don't know what to make of him i would call him an indie music artist some of you might know who theophilus london is he's been around for quite some time but let me get to it really quick this shit is hilarious um oh boy theophilus london one of kanye's closest friends and collaborators over the years seems to be fighting the music legends battles for him on monday march 21st the artist shared a photo of comedian D.L. Hughley, who Ye has been fighting online for the last, <laughs> last few weeks, <laughs> telling his followers that he pulled up on the actor and demanded an apology on Ye's behalf. <laughs> Sharing a photo of D.L. Hughley, Theophilus London wrote, LMAO, I told him to apologize on camera <laughs> for doing that <laughs> dumb Vlad interview, and his people called security. I'm a good boy and peacemaker though just came to ball on some fish continued Theo he went on to troll the comedian who seemingly spotted at 
Nobu captioning his picture, Kings of Who. Hughley has yet to share his side of the story, but thus far, he has not issued in a public uh, a public apology for Ye. Previously, the comedian commented on Ye's treatment of Kim Kardashian and Skeets. It says Pete Davidson, but I call him Skeet and Skeet on social media, which resulted in the artist getting frustrated with Hughley, calling him out in a separate post. The comedian has since said that Ye allegedly leaked his address to people and has been receiving threats for weeks whoa Kanye West is doxing people well you know what that's not okay that that that's not his first rodeo he doxed Drake so whatever uh where's the other one man so D.L. Hughley did confront Theophilus London finally D.L. Hughley blasts Theophilus London for cloud chasing congratulations you played yourself the attention being placed on recent public interaction between D.L. Hughley and Theophilus London continues this week with the string of additional Instagram activity. In an IG post shared, Monday Hughley, who's been in a number of headlines in recent weeks, his connection with the artist formerly known as Kanye West, yeah, we know, blah, blah, blah. Notably, Hughley's latest post about the widely covered Nobu moment in question included a side-by-side composite let me see. Composite of previously reported posts from the Donda 2 involved artists and HP LLC founder. Elsewhere, the post in question, Hughley said that security at the restaurant was doing their job by keeping cloud chasers from interacting with diners. Where do you draw the line on cloud chasing? The comedian wrote, ultimately landing on a classy DJ Khaled quote. I would say taking a video in the bathroom at Nobu while another man has his eggplant emoji out. Security... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit security <laughs> doing their job keeping the cloud chases away from the guests trying to enjoy their dinner congratulations you played yourself let's see if there's more here um let me see theophilus london says every black leader is contacting him about dl hughley confrontation over Kanye west and calls him a cornball look fam Actually, hold on. Here's. Oh, shit. This took me right to Instagram. Theophilus London. Man, every black leader in my DM hitting me. Asking about DL. About uh, what happened. This, the, this, that internet shit and people at home having nothing else to do but read headlines and flip out and look at stories. Your man DL was looking clean and having a meeting. This 15 minutes been doing well for the legend. Y'all know my body, y'all know my heart, and y'all know my soul. I spoke to DL like a man would. Y'all niggas want to see somebody die on the cross or something. Honestly, I read the room well. I knew y'all would take that bait. Man, I'm here reading a script for my first film debut. My humor ain't for you old ass niggas. I represent the youth, and I'm 34. That's why I'm still relevant, and my music is timeless. Keep talking, it helps DL. Any interest, pussy, uh, please come to me also with any energy I find unfamiliar. Then we're going to see my African side come out, period. I'm outside. <sighs> and then he has the signature at the bottom with the um, with the dash L.A. Theo. Listen, man, Theophilus London is you can find his music everywhere. Um, his music 
the way that he's talking in his posts, you would think it's night and day. Like, this is not the dude that you would think is, like, hard. I, guess. I don't know. This is goofy. This is goofy behavior. And the weird thing about it is, I don't, like I said, I don't want to make this a black or white thing, but you kind of have to. I don't hear any of, like, for instance, I don't hear Jordan Peterson or Grant Cardone or any of, you know, the white successful millionaires and billionaires and shit like that going... Just talking like this, like you making all this money and, and putting into these investments, investments, excuse me, and compound interest and making very lucrative residuals off of that. I don't hear them going around saying, well, I'm going to pull up or such and such going to beat the brakes off of you and shit like that. You switch over here where Kanye West, very successful black musician. Dio Hughley, very successful black comedian, one of the kings of comedy. Um, I have a different opinion on kings of comedy, but whatever. And Steve Harvey. And he's sitting here going back and forth over just stupid shit. Who gives a damn? Go make some money. Set an example for us. Show us what to do to advance to the next level. It's, oh, he gonna, he gonna beat the brakes off of you. I'm gonna pull up. Like the Kanye West and Pete Davidson, my bad skeet the Kanye West and skeet situation at first was really funny to me because he he kept going on social media saying hey I'm the reason why he closed his account and he deactivated his shit and he's not up here anymore like skeet don't want nothing. like it was hilarious at first and then now it's like all right Kanye chill out it's time it's time to chill out man like what else you got going on are you putting out you new yeezys are you are you working on the unreleased music that's been in the vault that we've heard over the years because apparently he's supposed to put out a compilation project of unreleased music that we've already heard fully mixed and mastered to its full potential so who knows when that's coming i don't know I don't even think he's complete with Donda 2. Still like Donda 2. Think it's cool. And I mean, we where's the updates with the stem player? Like, come on, fam. You made 2.5 million or th- more than that, actually, off of the damn stem player alone after announcing that Donda 2 was going to be their exclusive. And I had the stem player since the ground floor, since it was announced. So fam like y'all you got work to do like why are you sitting here talking about fighting other rich niggas like go make some money do something man like i don't know <laughs> i'm not in these shoes so what would i know maybe my head i don't know maybe my my thought process is completely different but you fam if i was in a position making all that damn money do you think I'm sitting here talking about pulling up on folks? I'm trying to sit here and create the next damn STEM player or not even the next STEM player trying to anything in tech because I love tech so much. I'm trying to create some shit in tech. I want to be like Steve Jobs or something. You can why you want to be like the white man? I'm like, well, damn, at least he's setting a fucking example right now. <laughs> Like, man, like, <laughs> y'all sitting here talking about pulling up and fighting and shit. 
And you got some of the, the white millionaires and billionaires talking about how they're going to advance to the next level financially and what's next, like what's happening five to ten years from now. I mean, I can't help but to say that and say, hey, I'm looking to see what they're doing. It's it's beneficial to watch what they're doing because shit, gas and the whole gas craze and how low that is on supplies is not looking so well um we have a whole bunch of charging st- well not even a whole bunch because i think the place when i worked for security the place where i worked they only had maybe two or three charging stations for the ev cars ford i think their next line of trucks are going to be ev operated electrical operated so expect for more electrical shit to pop up which means energy so all of the shit that people keep talking about investing in the dividend stocks and fuck all of that investing in energy that's the next thing that you should be thinking five to ten damn years ahead and everybody keeps talking about dividends and uh and not to say that dividend stocks aren't beneficial you can make a great return on a shit but that's not the main focus, especially if you're just listening to your buddy to say invest into this. And they're going into it blind. Don't go into it blind. Just go to Yahoo. Um, what is, is it? Yahoo Finance or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, go to Yahoo Finance or Robinhood or some shit and um, thoroughly research. Don't be listening to that shit. But I will say. Look up energy, invest in energy and watch what the hell ford or any car company is doing now because they're slowly but surely moving into the ev stage of vehicles i'm just saying look what's happening to gas but that wraps this episode up for me that's enough talking i'm tired it's 5 a.m <laughs> uh thank you for listening to episode 389 of the social introvert podcast Real quick, shout out to the John Effect Podcast, 12 Kyle Podcast. We came from bad news. Uh, Random Tanner Podcast. Uh, Tackless Know It All. Two Awkward Millennials. Y'all know who y'all are. I shout y'all out. Brunch with Besties. Y'all know who y'all are, man. I enjoy listening to y'all every week or whenever y'all decide to return for a new season. <clears throat> Last but not least, shout out to the BYNK family. Shout out to Gummy Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. Rain Coleman over there at the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast and Wit Janae from Sex with Friends Podcast. Last but not least, shout out to Jasmine Blue and Robin Mortal. Those are BYNK blog content creators. I am also a blog content creator. You can go to BYNKradio.net, go to the lifestyle section, scroll down to see Social Introvert. This weekend, this weekend, I promise there will be a revisit review. I'm bike. I'm bike with those. I didn't slow up. I just been piling up on revisit review blogs. So uh, just hang on. I'm coming with the Lloyd Banks review. This is about the hundredth time I probably listened to The Hunger for More by Lloyd Banks this year. I really love that album. I forgot how much I really freaking enjoyed that album. And, uh, and of course, I watched RoboCop again this last Saturday. I don't know why. I just, just I have an obsession with RoboCop. Sue me. Uh, <laughs> and if once again, if you want to follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. Follow me there. 
Seeing your thoughts, you got any questions, you need any advice, do not hesitate. Send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. I'm not sure if I'll drop an episode tomorrow, but if I don't, as usual, I'll see you guys next week with another uh, twofer, as usual. Uh, but I might pop up tomorrow with uh, maybe a special episode because I wanted to talk about William Hurt, who played general thunderbolt ross in the mcu he's supposed to be red hulk and i kind of wanted to get into that so who knows and i also wanted to talk about the new horror film from a24 x and there's supposed to be a prequel to that so i kind of wanted to get into some some pop culture shit you know tomorrow maybe but if not see you guys next week take care of yourselves take care of each other and um Man, every everything is uh, slowly but surely looking on the up and up, regardless of the gas prices <laughs> going nuts and, and shit like that. But until then, peace. The Social Introvert.